This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. This program is intended for mature audiences only. Welcome to Just for Women, Dating, Relationships, and Sex. I'm your host, Elisa Kreitman. This show is dedicated to bringing women, this show is dedicated to bringing women important information they need to make empowered, conscious choices. Today in the show, I'm going to continue a two-part series where I'm answering questions from the audience. In part one, we talked about the acknowledgement sandwich and how to ask for what you want in a way that has people listen and open up more to what you're saying. It's a fantastic way to approach difficult requests that you might have or things that you want to communicate by acknowledging something that you really love and appreciate about the person or your relationship. Then you deliver that communication, and then you wrap it up with a thank you and a heartfelt, sincere um, appreciation. And so for more information on that acknowledgement sandwich, listen to episode 88, where I answer some questions. The other thing that we uh, talked about was transforming regret and resentment and there were some sentence stems that I offered a kind of process to walk through transforming resentment and regret into deeper intimacy, uh, really unveiling what has been there, an opportunity to express any emotions or feelings that hadn't been uh, expressed or felt. So go ahead and listen to that show on transforming resentment and regret for some great exercises and tools you can use in your own life. On this episode, I'm going to, again, read some questions and responses, ideas that I've received from uh, audience members. And I just want to say again, I appreciate very much when you write in and ask the questions that are most important to you, share what's going on in your life. I really appreciate it. And it's why I want to take the time to offer uh, some exercises and tools, um, information, insight that I've accumulated in my life from my own personal experiences so that they can help you in your life. So just thought we'd take a break from doing the more formal Uh, interviews with experts. I'll return to that in a week or two uh, with some fantastic guests. The focus is going to be on sexuality. And I've got Dr. Patty Taylor coming up. And she's got an expanded orgasm show also on the Personal Life Media Network. Very excited to talk to her. We're also going to talk to another doctor. Someone has written in about herpes, and she is so 
impassioned about understanding more about herpes, HPV. I know it's very common out there. Um, so we're going to talk a lot about that, understanding what's going on with herpes, outbreaks, when, when you're safe, when you're not safe. So stay tuned for those. All right, so let's dive in here. This first question comes from a woman who listened to the Daniel Rose interview. I did a two-part series with Daniel Rose. He has the sex God method, which is actually a method to help men have better sex with women. And so he was giving us the inside scoop on some things. So this question says... I had a question about your interview with Daniel Rose, where he states that it's the man's emotional needs not being met by the woman that leads him to stray. A similar thing came up with Liz Grant, where you asked, in a sense, what she did to drive her husband to pay for hand jobs. Are we really responsible for betrayal by our partner and their porn addictions? There seems to be some confusion about with who bears the responsibility for what our partners have done. Is it really our fault that our partner is addicted to porn? Our failing, not his, for his preferring pixels and fantasy over the grind of real life? I know it can be empowering to think we have some control, like when Alison Armstrong talks about being frog farmers, but does the guy really bear no responsibility in holding up his half of the relationship? Do we both share the blame for a failed relationship, or is it all in the woman's head for not providing what he needed? That is a fantastic question. So I'm going to break this down into some pieces, but first I just want to say thank you so much for writing in, and it's clear that you are following the show. <laughs> so I just want to say thank you very much, Alison Armstrong, fantastic interview, Liz Grant, a comedian who talks about relationships, and Daniel Rose. So just thank you, thank you so much for tuning in to Just for Women and paying attention um, in the way that you do. It, I really appreciate it. So let's break this down. First of all, I guess second of all, I want to say absolutely not. We are never responsible for anybody else's actions. So I just want to kind of take a deep breath there. All we can ever do is pay attention to ourselves how we're feeling, how we're acting or reacting in the moment. The distinction I want to make is while we're not responsible for the other person's behavior, a very empowering place to come from is noticing what is rising. So what is arising between two people? And that you could say is what is the sort of water that the two of us are swimming in when we get together. So again, of course, I'm not condoning anyone's behavior, regardless of what kind of addiction it is. I'm saying, let's notice what's showing up in the relationship that we're in. And it's an inquiry, you know, this, I think so often relationships include blaming and shaming and pointing fingers. And especially if that was the situation in which your relationship experience grew out of. 
Mine definitely did, which is why I've dedicated my life to being curious and understanding what it is to be an empowered woman in this day and age, because I didn't have really great, strong, loving role models. I had to figure it out myself. And so I'm one of those people who... If I have a problem and I find the answer, I just want to share it with everybody. So what better way to do that than to have a show? So, and to drive it in a little deeper here, one of the reasons why I'm so curious about pornography and why men use pornography is because I had an experience in my life in the past myself being in a relationship where my partner used porn. Now, I was completely blindsided by that. And I couldn't understand what was going on in the relationship to have that exist. I really thought that, you know, I'm this sexy, amazing woman and that, of course, he would have all of his needs met with me. So I started to get really curious early on about, and I was actually afraid to look at it. I I almost didn't want to know. I had to go back years later and, and talk with him about this because it was too... It was just too much. So I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to know why then. But once I started to get a little bit more emotionally calm about it, because it was really offensive to me, I took it extremely personally um, and didn't know what was wrong with me, right? I definitely made it about me. So that's why I love this question, because of course, we both share uh, the responsibility for a failed relationship. And anytime there's something, a digression, infidelity, something like an emotional trauma in the relationship, I think it's extremely empowering to look at how did this come to be? and have both people look at it. So again, it's about what's arising between us. I mean, there's many stories of women who have found out that their husbands have cheated on them and have subsequently turned their relationships around such that they never could have imagined the love and connection and intimacy they have now because both people were willing to look. Okay, so back to the question. You, ha- the question says, um, there's kind of a, a flavor here that this woman is asking about where she's saying, are you saying it's all on the woman's head? Are you saying that women drive their partners to do these things? I'm not saying that at all. All I'm saying is for us as women to get curious about why these particular things are happening in our relationships as they did in mine and what, how I'm responsible. Not that I'm responsible for the whole thing, but that this is showing up in my space. You know, very different from assuming responsibility for the whole thing. That, that's never going to work. Clearly. Um, but I do want to point to what's kind of getting unearthed here. You know, am I saying that women are driving their men to do these things? 
No. What I'm saying is, let's look at what's arising in the space. Okay. So now, knowing that relationship is not a blame game, but an opportunity to talk about reactions and triggers and things that are coming up when we realize, huh, there's a digression here. What's going on? So I want to share a little bit about the conversation that I had with my ex who was into porn, who I'm still friends with, and it was a really sobering conversation. And I understand, well, let me just stick with that. So it was it was difficult because one of the things that he said was he used porn in two major ways. One of them was not wanting to feel emotional pain. So what does that mean? That means if I was, um, if we were at a place where he didn't feel emotionally connected, and if he didn't feel emotionally connected, I wasn't feeling emotionally connected. I mean, it's just kind of part and parcel of being in a relationship. And so at that time in my life, I definitely struggled with surrendering to a man, being, um, you know, kind of in a place of strong feminine uh, surrender. And I know hearing this, this might start to activate some triggers for some women, but I have to say there is extraordinary power in learning how to be an empowered woman such that our feminine power is what's leading us and not masculine direction. And I'm going to talk about this more and more and more and share more about the tragedies and the major upsets like this one with finding out my partner was using porn on the side and being so confused and having to deal with why was that happening? Now, here's the thing. I don't think porn necessarily is inherently bad or wrong. It's not. But if it's being used to take the man out of the relationship, an energetic leak, as David Data would say, or using it as a side door to not face or confront the intensity of being in relationship, that's something to look at. Teenager using porn, you know, or couples using porn to get excited or add some spice to their sex lives, or even single people. I mean, porn inherently isn't the problem the problem is is when it's being used as a deflection to not face and go deeper be more intimate in relationship and it's being used as a scapegoat or a side door so i wanted to make that distinction clear <sighs> so i know this is a big one it's kind of a touchy one isn't it there's the there's the idea that um you know, are we responsible for people's behavior? No, but are we responsible for what's arising in relationship? Absolutely. And I think it's so important to um, feel into and address and face these really difficult uh, things that come up in relationship, man. It's why there's so many books written about it and, you know, whole sections of psychology uh, dedicated to it. 
the the human dynamics between two people, especially in relationship. I mean, it's a, it's a minefield. It can be. It doesn't have to be, but it can be, which is why we want to start looking at what's going on underneath the action. What, what's going on with this human being before they actually take that action? We call it the being before doing. Um and so that's really what I'm pointing to here. I'm not saying that it's all the woman's responsibility and men just get off scot-free. Absolutely not. You know, so much to say when talking to this ex-boyfriend of mine, he uh, actually felt terrible. He never felt good about it. I mean, it gave him some sort of release. But the other part of what he said, the second major reason why he would use the porn is for defiance. He knew I didn't approve of it. He knew it hurt my feelings. And if he was feeling as though he was being dominated by me, again, masculine direction, he used that as a little bit of a weapon to defy me, you know, and this is what I'm saying. It's like, we have to be willing to talk about this stuff. And so as painful as that was to hear, wow, that's the impact of me being masculine and directive. Men don't want to be directed around. I mean, and and this is what happens. So I'm happy to share this you know, the stuff that's happened in my life that has me have the show and really look at what's going on. I'm not doing it to say, hey, ladies, we're all wrong. We're not wrong. I just don't think we've been given the proper tools. I don't think we've been given the proper information, especially as young women, as to how our bodies work, what sexuality is, what relationship is, how to have a good marriage. I mean, on and on and on. And so I just appreciate that I can have this forum and that you guys write in and ask me these questions. Don't step over anything. Continue to bring it. I want to go as deep as we can go down this rabbit hole. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Elisa Kreitman. You're listening to Just for Women, Dating, Relationships, and Sex. Uh, Listen to the sponsors. Check out their products if you can. They're fantastic, and they help me support Just for Women. So if you can um, listen to them, I would greatly appreciate it. And we'll be right back. Listen to Sex, Love, and Intimacy, a podcast providing weekly audio workshops for your pleasure and connection on personallifemedia.com. Welcome back to Just for Women, Dating, Relationships, and Sex. I'm your host, Elisa Kreitman. In this episode, I'm answering some questions from audience members. And in the first segment, I was talking about, you know, the distinction between being responsible in relationship and 
Not that it's about being responsible for somebody else's actions or reactions that we have no control over, but really being responsible for what's showing up in the space between us, that we actually are willing to look at what is going on in the dynamic between us and another person, and more have it be an inquiry and a curiosity than this kind of blaming, you did this, or you didn't do that, or I want this, and I don't want that, and, you know, just kind of rising up and getting a a meta view, kind of like an airplane view of what's going on. And I was sharing a little bit about my own experience with an ex-boyfriend who had dabbled with porn, um, and that impact on me, the impact on our relationship, and um yeah it's a pretty big deal and it's a it's something that i really um want to continue to talk about because i think a lot of the things that happen in relationship are emotional and many times we get into relationship with people unconsciously because of these um unconscious emotional triggers that are there that we're not even aware of. So what I want to say about that is, um, I think it's John Gottman. There's a lot of writing about what happens in relationship dynamics. And John Gottman can literally detect it within five minutes, whether or not a couple, um, is going to stay together or not simply by watching them interact. And so this is what I'm talking about when I say what's arising in the space between two people are they people who trigger each other or are they people who have you know come to a place where love is the mainstay of the relationship honoring each other lifting each other up Um, and none of this is to say if you look in your life and you find yourself struggling in relationship you know in a way that's great It's great if you're struggling because then you can get really curious about why am I struggling with this person? What is it? What do I not see? What what part of me is so emotionally triggered by what this person is saying? Do I need to leave the relationship? Should I go do this work with somebody else? Should I be by myself for a while? So there's many ways to approach being in relationship um, and the many things that arise within it. And again, in, in segment one, we were talking about pornography. And I do want to make the distinction that I'm not talking about porn addiction. I think that's something a little bit different than, again, using pornography as a side door to not go deeper in intimacy in the relationship. I think addiction is um, very interesting in and of itself whether it's drug addiction, food addiction, porn addiction, again, deep emotional uh, um, content there wanting to get worked out. And the only question I can say that I've had to ask myself in other relationships is, am I being the enabler? So a great question to ask ourselves if we notice any kind of addiction in our relationship is, wow, how am I unconsciously enabling this to exist 
in the relationship. Not like it's your responsibility, not like, you know, you're somehow to blame or at fault because this addiction is arising, but... If it is there, is it being talked about? Is it being addressed? Are you doing what you need to to take care of yourself? Are you dishonoring yourself? Or are you being fully transparent, fully telling your truth, and fully willing to get out of the relationship if the behavior is, you know, doesn't cease? And so these are all big questions to ask. But let's get back to the basics Um I think I pretty well answered that. Um, Feel free to write in if you have any more questions about that. But I just want to reiterate, you know, I also want to say, too, I did a workshop with Alison Armstrong and a lot of introductory stuff about being frog farmers, which a frog farmer is a woman who inadvertently turns up prince into a frog and so takes a nice guy and eventually turns him into you know this man who's not so happy in relationship and you know and she talks about how she did that herself how she was so completely unaware of who men were and what they need and how to be in relationship with them. For more information on Alison Armstrong and her work, go to understandmen.com. She's really fantastic. And in one of her workshops, it's called the Queen Course, um, celebrating women and sex, I think. I, I forget. I don't know. It's, it's the Queen Course, though. Um, and she talks about when major rifts happen in relationship that of course that it's both people but both people have to be willing to take responsibility for what happened not only the person who's done the perpetration but the person who was in the relationship as well and so I think that's where a lot of this comes from is um, sometimes I know myself in the past, I just wanted to shut down and be angry and write about the infidelity or the thing in the relationship that was wrong, that I viewed as wrong and wasn't willing to look at my side of the street. So that's all I'm saying here is is to open it up a little bit and have us look at our side of the street a little bit more and not be the victim and not be the one who's dominated by the relationship. That, But we can actually um, deal with our big closures and scary shutdowns that might happen sometimes in relationship. And the last thing I want to say about that is the you know, men aren't going to be the emotional leaders in the relationship, of course. You know, my ex-boyfriend said he didn't want to deal with the emotional pain that he was feeling from whatever was off between us in our relationship, so he went to porn. That's huge. That's huge that he would be so afraid to deal with his emotional pain that he would go and do something he knew would really hurt my feelings. That's shows to me the level of uh, fear I think men have. Not all men, but, you know, it's out there, and we've got to be willing to look at and work with our men around this and really look, God, look at ourselves. Okay, so I think I um, 
beat that one down (laughs) from every angle I possibly could. But again, I so appreciate the opportunity to talk about this stuff and really look at an empowering perspective for what's going on in our relationships. I know I keep saying that, but I just want to be clear that um, I'm not saying it's all on us, but I am saying we have a lot more power than we know. We have a lot more power as women than we've allowed ourselves to assume. I mean, we really do. And I think the more you start to do uh, work with people like Alison Armstrong, um, Dr. Patty, who's going to be on the show soon, you know, just pioneers in what it is to be an empowered woman and continue to even... um, Brizendine, Luann Brizendine, who wrote The Female Brain. You know, it's like our intuitive capabilities are so amazing. The things that women can do are just so amazing. And so I just want to support us in being our true, full, abundant, wise, sensual, loving selves. And it's my journey myself, you know, to not be this dominant, domineering, aggressive woman. Um, it really is my my journey here. Um, and rightly so. You know, people are talking about 2012 and the return of the empowered woman and what that means and the return of the feminine. And what I think that is, is kind of a ushering in of a new level of consciousness, the matriarchy of how to actually get along, build community, think of, you know, the group, um, do meditation at work, you know, whatever it takes to have consensus and things feel good for people. So, all right. I think, I think I had no idea that that was going to that I was going to talk for so long about that. But there were so many facets to that question um, that I feel it was really important to make some distinctions there about what it is to be in relationship and what happens there. And, um, you know, talking about porn, not that it's this terrible thing, but how it's actually being used. So I'm going to, sign off now. This is Elisa Kreitman, your host of Just for Women, Dating, Relationships, and Sex. Please send me an email at Elisa, A-L-I-S-S-A, at personallifemedia.com. Again, I'm always interested in hearing your questions and concerns. Let me know who you want to hear on the show, what you want to have covered. I'm happy to do that. Also, if you're suffering from anxiety, panic attacks, please check out my new internet product. It's called Five Masterful Techniques for Fear and Anxiety Relief. And the website is masterfultechniques.com. It hasn't gone live yet, but soon enough, you will see my five favorite tools to help eradicate fear and anxiety from your life. They're fantastic. They're all natural. They're practices I do every day. So stay tuned for that masterfultechniques.com. This is Elisa Kreitman, your host of Just for Women, Dating, Relationships, and Sex. Tune in next week for more juicy news you can use.
find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.